Blog Talk Radio. Technology Espresso Cafe. This is your co-host Jacqueline Sanders, and I'm here with Dave Blackman. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to yet again a special edition of Technology Espresso. We're always bringing you new, fresh format and material. And tonight is very special. Tonight is our first general membership meeting with Atlanta BDPA and virtual format. One of the reasons why we're bringing you the virtual format is we know how busy everyone's schedule is, and we hadn't talked to you in a while, the Atlanta BDPA board. And we want to bring our members together, give them some updates, and we also want to give them some very special content. We have a very special speaker that I'll be doing some Q&A with, and we also encourage you, as always, to interact with us. So you can join us in the chat room at technologyexpresso.com, or you can also, if you're on the phone line listening to us live, you can press 1 to ask a question, and you'll be able to interact with our speaker tonight. So once again, welcome. We're very excited to have you. And to start us off, I'm actually going to turn the mic over to Derek Brown, the new president of Atlanta BDPA, and you heard that announcement here on TechnologyExpresso.com and one of our previous recordings. If you were listening to Atlanta BDPA under new management, so first of all, I want to welcome the whole team on tonight's call, but first of all, start out by saying hello, Derek, and speak to our audience. Hello, Jacqueline. I'm glad to be here. Hello, everyone on the call. I just wanted to take a moment to welcome you to our first inaugural BDPA virtual meeting. We wanted to go ahead and start to engage this format, like Jacqueline said, so that those of you out there who may be busy or just really can't drive to the other side of town can continue to engage with us. And this is something that we're going to look forward to doing more in 2014. It's all about making sure we're ensuring that engagement. And like you said, as you heard in our last uh, call, I am now the president. Felicia is still on board backing us up at the regional level, but she had to turn over the reins because she couldn't ride two horses at the same time. So I am now in place. And I want to say thank you to all of you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to what we're going to be doing in 2014. And if you are not a member and you are listening, please go to atlantabdpa.org and join up, as Felicia was so fond of saying. Membership has its privileges. Get involved with us and make sure you take the time out to realize what those benefits are. And if you do so, those of you who listen and know, you can understand what my mantra is and grow from it. Build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. That's what Atlanta BDPA has to offer you at the local level, 
And if you get involved with us and realize how engaged we are at the regional and national level, I think you will start to realize just how much of a benefit the EPA is for all of you. So with that, please consider what I said. Go visit us on the website. And while you're relaxing at home and listening, be engaged. We're out there on the chat room. I'm logged in. Feel free to get engaged with us, ask questions. As you listen to Charnesia, please pay uh, focused attention and take a moment to learn something. I think you will enjoy it. Jacqueline, back to you. Thank you, Derek. Thank you very much. So, again, we're, we're very excited, and I see people logging on, uh, joining us. We have people coming in the, the chat room. So welcome you on behalf of Atlanta BDPA as well as Technology Expresso Cafe. We're really excited. And here we are, a technology organization uh, using technology and using the latest and greatest. So you're here. This is all new to us, uh, but it, we're, we're doing it for you. We look forward to your feedback, um, and we look forward to this evolving. As I said, we're really looking forward to this format because it's interactive. You have the chat room. You can ask questions on the, the phone. You can listen live. So um, who knows what the, today's show will bring, but we thank you all for joining us and supporting us as you always have. Um, and for those who are listening to the archives, we thank you also. Technology Expresso has had unprecedented support through Atlanta BDPA and BDPA in general. So even after tonight's show, listen to some of the other shows. Uh, there's always good quality content. Uh, just recently, we interviewed the president of BDPA, Monique Berry, and she shared with us about her experience being the president of the organization um, and putting on the wonderful conference. And as you all know, we recorded live from the conference, and also we had the board members come and talk about their experience at the conference. Now, what I also want to do, I want to have some of the people who are also on the line with us tonight uh, just say hello, so, and you'll be hearing from them later on in the, the program as well. I want to uh, turn on the mic and uh, say allow Felicia Jones, our immediate past president, also on the line with us this evening. Hello, Felicia. Hello, Jacqueline. Good evening, everyone. Well, we're we're happy to have you and, and looking forward to your participation in the, the program. And, you know, even though we Derek is now the president of the organization, we know that you will be there and also have uh, some information to share with us about Next Level Organization and the programs it will be bringing. And we'll be speaking with uh, both yourself and Teresa in upcoming episodes of the show about the Southern region activities that you'll be helping lead as well. But again, want to welcome you tonight and just want to see if you had any opening words for our audience as well. Um, just like uh, Derek said, yes, I am still here. So you can still reach out to me for anything uh, that you may need in reference to BDPA. And of course, I am there to assist wherever is needed. I will just be in the background, but here and there may come to the forefront if Derek allows me to. <laughs> so uh, basically just want to say that um, it's been a great time. I've been enjoying it, and I'm still here to stay. And I'll have some uh, more information coming up later in the show, Jacqueline. 
Excellent. Thank you, Felicia. So I just wanted to give, I'm, I'm watching everyone as they're, they're gathering online and also dialing in on the, the phone. So we're, we're just using these first couple of minutes just to kind of warm up, let everyone get situated and in position, just like we would in our, our regular general membership meetings as everyone gathers. Um, and like I said, Atlanta BDPA, we're really excited about this format. We didn't want to go too long without touching base with you, reaching out to you, and providing you um, quality programming. So this is another way that we're doing that, and we're looking forward to the, the reach that this uh, venue allows us with having the recorded shows and people being able to dial in. So pass on the word to other members of Atlanta BDPA about this new format. Um, as in the past, they uh, maybe let their membership lapse because they weren't able to attend the physical meetings. Now let them know about this new format and how important it is for them to renew that membership so that they can stay in touch, know when the new programs are coming out, um, and so that they can tune in and also have access to our archives of the shows as they come out. So with that, what I'd like to do, we're going to get right underway with our show. Uh, just to let everyone know, again, you can log on at www.technologyexpresso.com. Our chat room is open. Derek's in the chat room, as well as David, my co-host. He's uh, working the chat room. So if you have any questions about uh, our, that you want to direct, to tonight's speaker, or even direct to Derek Brown as uh, we talk to him after our speaker about upcoming events and opportunities with Atlanta BDPA, direct those to the chat room. But what I'd like to do now is we're going to transition and we're going to introduce our speaker tonight. And I'm going to go back to Felicia Jones, and she's actually going to introduce you to our speaker and then we'll begin with uh, the question and answer interview with our special speaker tonight. So, Felicia? Oh, thank you. I have this great honor and privilege to introduce Sharnicia Williams. She is uh, actually a graduate from Florida State University uh, with a BA in Computer Information Systems. Once um, she received her actual degree, she came on board at Macy Systems and Technology, where she has 13 years of experience as a software developer. Um, in her current role and position, she actually mentors entry-level developers um, and also trains them when it comes to uh, developing software. She's been a member of BDPA. Uh, where she started out as an HSCC instructor, where she was mentoring, teaching, and guiding our youth in high school. And she actually helped to uh, lead the team on to a winning championship along with uh, the HSCC coordinator, Wesley Williams. She's been uh, on the board with the, as the VP of Marketing since uh, 2012, and she's done a fantastic and an awesome job at doing that. All of the things that you've seen come out from email, social media, from the website itself, this is all due to one extraordinary person, Sharnicia Williams. If there's something that she doesn't know, she quickly Googles, YouTube it, or whatever it may take to learn it. She is truly a software developer. We'll get in, learn whatever is needed to get the job done. 
she does an awesome job, and tonight she's going to, you know, tell you some important information about being a developer and um, also, you know, help provide some guidance to you. So I'm just proud and honored to introduce not only a board member of BDPA and a member of BDPA, but my good friend, Charnesia Williams. Woo! Thank you, Felicia, for that great introduction. Hello, everyone. My name is Charnesia Williams. Um, so I'm ready to impart as much knowledge as I can um, to the audience. So, Jacqueline, let's rock and roll. All righty. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Felicia, for that, that, that great introduction. And um, thank you, Sharnicia, for accepting our invite to, to speak with us tonight. I'm really excited that tonight we are delivering uh, our topic around being a coder, a developer, a programmer. It, go, it goes by a couple of different names, um, uh, even system analysts. But it's something that we do get a lot of questions about uh, from our various uh, audience and participants, because a lot of our audience are, whether they're college students or they're in their internship phase uh, after college, as well as those that, that are in their career, we have a lot of developers, some of those that really enjoy developing and looking for how they can move to, Felicia, I'm going to use your term, the next level. <laughs> um, but so I'm really excited to have you talk about your career, the journey, um, as you are still in the role right now. And um, so let's start from the beginning. Talk us through when you came out of college and what you've been doing um, since college as far as your career, your career path. And I even want you to kind of share is is it what you expected or is it different than what you expected? Have you used some of the stuff from college? Or just tell us how you've evolved. Okay. Um, well, actually, my love for code started when I was in the third grade. Um, I was introduced to the Apple computer, and at that time the prominent language was basics. And I learned how to make a little stick man ski down a black screen. It was awesome, and I was so excited. So from that moment on, I decided that I was going to be a computer engineer. Don't ask me why I said computer engineer. I must have heard it in passing in school. But I just determined I was going to be a computer engineer, and I carried that with me all the way through high school until my 11th grade year when I had a chance to shadow a developer at Nationwide Insurance in Gainesville, Florida. And when I shadowed this person, I actually hated it. And when I went to college, I changed my major from computer science to finance. And um, at that point, I still actually liked the concept of development, and um, someone told me about this uh, major called Management Information Systems, where you also develop, but you also learn about the business. And I actually got my degree in Management Information Systems at Florida State University. And um, after I did very well in my major. After I graduated, actually before I graduated, I received an offer from um, Federated um, Department Stores, but um, now it's called Macy's System and Technology. 
And when I came to work at um, in corporate America, it is a lot different than college. Um, college, you have a lot of flexibility. Um, you can decide to code at night. You can decide to code early in the morning. Um, there was really no structure to it. Um, as long as you got the work done by the time the assignment was due, you also had um, ample opportunity to work in groups or work as an individual. Um, when I came into corporate America, uh, it wasn't that flexible. Um, I had a set schedule that I had to adhere to, so that took some adjustment and getting used to coming out of college. Um, where you can schedule your classes to be all on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, I had to be here every day um, by 8.30. So that was a big adjustment. Also, um, when I got here on a team I um, was assigned to, we were a support team, and we were on call 24-7. So that was very, very new, and they put me on call within the first two months of me coming um, to the team, and that was sort of like a shock because I didn't know the system that well, um, but it was either sink or swim, and you learn how to be very, very resourceful, very fast to get the job done. Um, also, uh, it's not really a, a group effort, you know, a group project. Um, you sort of get your assignment in the beginning. You get your assignment, and you know, you 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 do your work, um, at least back in the day. Now it's a little bit um different where um you it's more of a, a, a team environment. When I first started, um I gathered the requirements, I wrote up the requirements, I coded, I tested and I deployed and I supported. So I did the entire F D L C life cycle, um when I first got here, which was actually it was a lot but it helped me a lot in my career. So when I started at Macy's um, 13 years ago, I came in as a trainee. Um, now I am a um, system specialist, and um, I'm, I'm one level down from the top. The top here at um, Macy's is an enterprise architect. So I have worked my way through the ranks um, from being just a developer to more of a leadership role. So now I have programmers and developers reporting to me um, for projects. Awesome. And, and congratulations, first of all, uh, because it, it sounds like you have made significant strides and, and moving up the, the ladder as a, a developer and I definitely want to dive into that. And the other thing is that um, I, I love that you're, you're brutally honest. And it, it kind of, even for our listeners, to let you know that even when you pick a career path, sometimes you get deterred or you deviate and then find your way in some form or fashion, um, maybe some hybrid of what you originally start out, but not to get discouraged. And, um, I mean, I think that's just the, the reality. Um, so I, I loved and had to chuckle when you talked about how you shadowed someone and you hated it. <laughs> and now here you are, are back again. <laughs> and that's one of the things, actually, now you have people shadowing you. You're now a mentor, people looking up to you, you being an advisor. 
share with us some of the advice that you're giving to some of the newcomers. What is, you know, what reality checks are you giving them, you know, from the time they come out of college and maybe they don't realize as far as the, the corporate, whether it's culture or etiquette. What, what are you doing now as a, a mentor and saying to the young interns? Okay, so um, I've had the privilege of um, mentoring incoming college students as well as people who have been in the industry for a while who are just coming in new to our company. So when I take on um, a college graduate, uh, it's just really being honest with them. Um, what you learned in school is book knowledge. You know the if else then statements, you know um, how to do case statements, and they, they teach you very formal structure in college. And um, it's very clear and dry cut. However, when you come into corporate America, it's not that clear and dry cut. Um, you have some applications that been around for 20-plus years, and how they used to code back then and how you learned how to code in college may be two different ends of the spectrum. So I always advise them, you know, don't be overwhelmed. You know, um, we're not doing brain surgery. No one's going to die on the table. Um, and that you take it one day at a time. You will not learn everything within your first week. Um, there's no way that you can do it unless we lived in a matrix and it can upload all the knowledge in your brain. So, um I tell them that. Also, be humble. Um, we know you just came out of college and you learned the greatest um, new methodologies and the, the newest tools and gadgets, um, but when you come into a new company, basically they look at you like you know nothing. And to be truthful, you really don't know nothing. Um, you don't know how to make the code it takes a while for you to get to that level where you can inherit a piece of code or inherit an application where you can inherit it and you can make it you can make changes to it to incorporate what's needed now. That's a skill that you learn over time. Um, you're not going to pick it up in a day, a week, a month. That's something that takes time and patience. Um, also, be a sponge. Um, you're surrounded by people who've been in the industry, at least at this company, um, been in the industry for 10, 15, 20 years. So they've seen the complete evolution of um, being a developer, and you can learn a lot from this person. Even if you are doing object-oriented programming, you know, Java, C-sharp, that sort of stuff, um, and the person that you may be around is a mainframe developer, which they use JCL, COBOL, Fortran, that sort of stuff, um, they still have a wealth of knowledge that they can impart into you. And you can gain so much by just sitting down and listening and asking people questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't understand something, raise your hand and ask somebody to explain. Um, within the IT industry, we love our acronyms. 
So we have an acronym for everything. So when you've been around in the industry long enough, people start to talk in acronyms, and it sounds like it's their own special language. And you can feel like you're in a foreign country um, when you walk into a new IT shop. So the way that we talk here at Macy's may be different than how people talk at Home Depot. Um, but there are some common acronyms that um, that developers use across the board. But I, with my uh, new um, college um, hires, I just really let them know, you know, if you're humble, people will be more likely to take you under their wings and impart so much knowledge to you. Um, as for when I um, take in someone who's just new to the company, um, it's along the same lines of just being humble because when someone comes from an outside company and let's say they do have 20 years' experience and they're coming into um, a new company, they can't come in and hit the ground running per se because they don't really know the culture and they really don't know the application. So uh, when they come in and they get integrated into a team, it's better for you to take more of a back seat, get to know your team members, get to know their personalities, and then know how to interact with them versus saying, hey, I'm here and you need to accommodate me. Um, that way you don't get a lot of people on your team. <laughs> um, a lot of people will start to shut you out and not give you the knowledge and the help that you need to do your assignment. So when you come in, just get to lay up the ground before you start to insert yourself. And also people will start to respect you more if you try to add value and see their side of um, the situation. Um, so instead of, like if you go to a meeting and they're talking about design and coding, um, don't just be like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. I would say it such and such such and such. Um, the developer can take it as an attack, you know, um, from you. So just sit back and, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a way to present your ideas without coming off as if you know it all already. You know, you can say, hey, have you thought about doing it this way? I've I've run across this problem before, and I did it like this. Um, do you think that would help you? That would gain you a lot more supporters than um, just inserting yourself kind of aggressively. And thank you. Thank you, Sharnesia. And actually, thank you, Lanita, for that, that question. We have some questions and dialogue going on in the uh, chat room, and uh, that was right on point. And uh, We'll continue to encourage people to join the chat room at technologyexpresso.com. Uh, both Derek Blackman, I'm sorry, <laughs> Derek Brown and um, uh, David, David Blackman. Blackman. Yes, they're two different people, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, they're in the chat room, and if you have questions, you can ask questions. You can direct them uh, to Sharnesia, and uh, David will send them my way, and we'll ask them on the air. Or you can uh, also, I see there's some chat going on among yourselves as well, so to give some uh, different perspectives. So by all means, we want this to be interactive, and um, those on the phone, please join us in the uh, chat room as well. But now back to you, Sarnesia, um, and, and you speaking from your experience. And, and so I had two questions, that two paths I wanted to go down based on what you were 
saying, but I think what I did hear, which was very important, is about being humble and people will take you under the, their wings and, and just bonding with kind of the community of developers. And there's one, whether it's in your organization, and I've also heard about those, you know, in the virtual world too, all of the different chat rooms and blogs and so on and so forth. It's important to um, stay connected. And that's, that's part of my next question for you, Sharnesia. Being a developer, if you think about what you learned in school to now, I'm sure, and, and knowing you, Sharnesia, I know you've learned and picked up a lot of new things. Why don't you talk about how you keep yourself fresh and current and, and how things have evolved, again, from a learning perspective, the, the new, uh, whether it's languages or tools, that you've had to kind of pick up uh, to keep yourself you know, marketable and fresh, even within the, the organization that you're in. Okay. Um, well, first, I, I definitely want to say that no one is going to develop you like you. Um, you have to take control of your career and what you want to get out of your career. So um, for a number of years, uh, I was a mainframe developer, and that's pretty much where I was um, stuck at in my company. I, I felt very well at being a mainframe programmer. Um, I sort of got complacent with being a mainframe um, programmer. And um, one day I just realized that I wasn't too um, happy with where I was. Um, I was moving up through the ranks. Um, like I said, I, I, am, I do consider myself a pretty good programmer. And I decided, you know, I wanted to change. And so I decided that I wanted to learn how to build websites and web applications. And this actually came outside of my company because um, at the time um, they wasn't doing a lot with, um, at least in this division, uh, with websites. We do have an entire um, team that is dedicated to, you know, Macy's.com, Bloomingdale's.com that's out in San Francisco, but here at the Johns Creek location, um, I didn't have an opportunity to get into that. So what do you do when you don't have an opportunity at work? You go and learn it on your own. So um, Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. And also there are a number of paid um, technical websites where they do tutorials, very structured tutorials, um, on how to develop in different languages. Um, the one I am a member of is lynda.com. Um, it's L-Y-D, I think L-Y-N-D-A.com. And I've been a member of that particular website for, I would say, about three years now, about three or four years. And they have a number of excellent tutorials out there um, for you to learn different languages. They have it on basic stuff like what is object-oriented, um, what is an object-oriented language to Java development and then advanced Java development. It has um, a wide variety of languages that you can learn through that site. Other than that, um, whatever you want to know, you could just Google it. There are tons of forums and chat rooms that are available where people are dedicated to answering questions. And there, it doesn't matter how 
simple your question is or how complicated your question is, usually there's someone out there that is able to answer it for you. So you have to take control of your own um, career. Now, as I moved along here at my company, um, I wanted to learn about object-oriented programming because I didn't know that. So I found out that in another group, um, someone who was a um, specialist was doing training classes during lunchtime um, to members of his group on object-oriented programming, and they were learning, um, I think, C-sharp. Oh, yeah, C-sharp. And so I asked could I join his group during lunchtime. They met once a week, and he gave assignments, and we had to come back and um, give him our homework, and he would critique it, and we would learn that way. So I started attending that training group once a week um, during lunchtime. And I think after I was doing it for about three months, um, I was given an opportunity to, um, to code Java Web Services. And it was I didn't know Java. I didn't know how to do web services. I knew about them, but it was not something that I was very proficient in. And um, it was given to me. And sometimes that happens within the organization is that you may not know a particular language, but you are given an assignment that sort of stretches you. And this was such an assignment. And I was so thankful that I had the initiative to go and start learning about object-oriented programming that it really helped me out a lot with my Java Web Services because that's also an object-oriented language. So I was able to piggyback on what I was learning outside of work with what I had to do for work. So um, you have to be out there. You have to be looking at what um, – what you want to do, what languages that you want to learn, and what aspects you want to learn it in. Um, like I said, Google is your friend. YouTube is your friend. There's tons of videos out on YouTube that will take you step by step, and they're free, all free. And um, also Java is a free language uh, that you can learn easily. Um, even Microsoft does have a free version um, of their .NET framework that you can utilize to try to learn their languages. So you have to be, you have to take the initiative and take charge in your career because sometimes your company is not going to develop you the way that you want to be developed. Excellent advice once again, and you're hearing Sharnesia Williams, uh, our uh, developer analyst extraordinaire, giving you sage advice here. I hope you're taking great notes. You know, you, you mentioned in the previous answer about being a sponge. Uh, you talked further about... Hello?
Okay, so um, my career has been uh, a ride. Um, I just want to let you know the higher that you go up uh, in your career as a developer, um, the more you get into design work. The more you get into design work. So when you start off at in the career path of a developer, you actually start off with being a coder. So there's someone else that designs it, and um, there's someone else that designs it, and then hands it to you, and then you go for it and you code it. Um, and then when you move from that level, you get more into a leadership role. And when you get more into a leadership role, um, you're doing a lot more speaking and meetings. You're um, you're taking more on a leadership role. And you're giving, you're designing, and you're handing it off to someone else. And as you move further along, the higher you get up and the more um, of a wide-angle view you have to have of the technology arena and know about the different aspects and what's going on in the industry. Now, I am a system specialist here um, at my company, and when I walk into a room, I usually walk into the room and usually I'm the only female in that room. Um, there's not a lot of female developers um, that's in the industry. Uh, there's a lot of female. Hey, Jacqueline, you're back. I'm sure I sure am, and you keep going right along those lines because that's related to the question that Lanita in our chat room asked in regards to what is it like being a female um, in a predominantly male role. So very interested to to hear. <laughs> well, um, being a female in a in in a male-dominated um, profession and. And development, it is a male-dominated profession. Um, I actually take it in stride. Um, I do notice that, like I was saying before, when I walk into a meeting, um, usually there's just me and maybe possibly um, one or two other females in the room, and everyone else is male. Um, but when you walk into that room, basically – you need to be unemotional. You go in and you deliver the information that you know how to deliver. You will be challenged, and that's in anything. Um, but I actually thrive on it. It's like, okay, I'm here. I know my stuff, and I can speak with the big boys like anybody else. Um, and it's not really a, a problem for me. Uh, but I do notice that there is not a lot of females um, in the programming development arena. 
And and from that perspective, what I'm hearing you say too, though, and and, and just from our listeners, they can tell you you have confidence, you're, you're self-aware, you're you're poised, and and you have those soft skills. Um, maybe we can touch upon that a little bit too. Is that that's something that you just naturally have, or and what do you find about other people in in this career path as far as uh, developers and programmers? What message do you have to say to them about kind of having, you know, that those communication skills? Okay, I would definitely say that I was not born <laughs> to this. Um, I guess one of the other things that attracted me to the development role was that you can sit at your cube and you didn't have to interact with anybody that much. You just sort of um, hacked away at your computer. It was very solitary. You didn't have to speak. You didn't have to write. Um, it was a beautiful thing for someone who was considered an introvert. Now, once you get out into corporate America, there are people who remain at that level. They don't want to be in front of the crowd. They don't want to lead the meetings. They don't want to um, be out there in the open. They want to sit at their, their desk and do their work. Well, that that role is, is slowly but surely going away uh, with the introduction of offshore contracting um, where they can probably hire about two or three um, contractors offshore to replace someone here in America um, for your salary, and that makes business sense to the company. Um, so you have to be a lot more vocal. You have to be um, seen more as a leader. That's what uh, upper management is looking for. They're looking for that person that can talk to the developers or talk to offshore and explain what is needed to them as well as interact with the businesses and be able to take what the business says and comprehend it and create an application that will help them do their business. Because ultimately, we're in this profession not just to make cool gadgets and, and applications that have no practical use to the business. We're here to support the business. And the business that I, I'm in is we sell shirts. So we sell shirts at the store, we sell shirts online, and anything that I do needs to support that business. And if that means developing an application that makes the business um, buyers or merchants streamline their business, make it easier for them to see the data that they need to see to make decisions quickly, then that is my job. So it's not about the coolest gadget or the newest technology all the time when you're working in corporate America. It's about what tool can I use to help the business succeed at what they're trying to do. Um, also, being flexible. Um, like I said before, when I first started, um, I did it all. I was a business analyst which is the person that gets all the requirements, and I was the developer, I was the tester or the TA, testing advocate, I was operation advocate, 
I deployed my coach, and I was a support person that supported the coaching after it went live. And having all of that experience, understanding the different phases um, of the life cycle makes you very valuable. It made me very valuable because now when I interact with business analysts, I know what they have to go through to gather their requirements. Um, and I understand the business. When I work with testers, I understand that they're trying to make sure that the product that I coded is of good quality. You don't want to push out bad code. You don't want to push out a bad product. Um, so their job is to make sure that your product is sound. So me taking on that role early on in my career, I understand what they are doing. Also, being an op advocate or operations advocate, that's a person that makes sure that what you coded as a developer or a programmer is deployed to production or made live or accessible to the business. Um, so I know what it takes to make sure that all the components and all the environments are set up correctly to um, access the code, that, the application that you just coded. And the support, you know, when you deliver a product or application, um, there's liable to be some fallout. And when there's some fallout, you have to be there to support it and correct the issues. So um, that's just, you know, my advice and what I have to say about that. <laughs> And more great advice. Thank you so much, for Sharnicia. And, and, again, one of the things that, that I'm hearing is it's about being well-rounded, and you definitely are because you're speaking with us tonight. You understand your business and, and the, the business that you're in and that you're supporting. So you, you've gotten out of, basically, you, you've gotten out of just your cubicle and you've looked around you to understand the, the bigger picture. And, and I want to say to our audience, here is someone that has moved up the ladder from trainee to analyst one, analyst two, senior analyst, and, and now she's just, you know, moments away probably from going up to the top top level at <laughs> Macy's Systems and Technology. So I'm going to speak that into fruition. So, okay. and or if you want to take it. another path as well. You know, some people uh, bridge over and go into that management sector. Some, I dare say, you know, you might go into that architect or engineering uh, realm. There, there's a lot of different places uh, to, to go there. But, again, it's about staying fresh, relevant, being well-rounded, um, understanding the business. So um, great, great advice. And, and um, I'm, I'm watching our time, and I'm, I'm looking at my list of questions, and also uh, David is monitoring the chat room if there's any other questions out there. But I do have one last one on my list, and, and then David might throw in a, a question or two himself. Um, but I wanted to uh, ask you the, the question about everybody on your job. There's things that you like or love, and there's things that you don't like so much. So speaking to the developers, uh, from your perspective, what, what do you love? What, what is, excites you still about the, the development process or, or your role in it? Uh, what type of projects do you go after? You know, what, what excites you? And then what are those things that you don't love so much but you know is part of the territory? Could you share that? 
sure. Um, first, I actually love working with my team. Um, actually, in the position that I'm in, I'm not allocated to one particular project or team. I'm matrixed out. So wherever there is a need, I get to fill that gap. Um, sometimes it's I raise my hand and say, yeah, I want to go to that project. And then there's other times where I've been asked by uh, my upper management to take on a particular project. So that's you can love it, you can hate it, or you can just, that's the, that's the nature of the beast. Um, my attitude towards it all is, you know, it is what you make it out to be. Um, you can be always put into a situation where you don't, necessarily like the situation that you're put into. Um, but you can make lemons out of lemonade or you can sit there and suck on a lemon. Um, either way it goes, you're on that project and you got to deliver a project. So with me, it's like when I go in, I have a positive attitude and, again, know who you're working with. Um, I sit back. I observe who um, I'm interacting with, and you always catch more, what do they say, more um, bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Um, so actually I love it. I, I'm able to integrate myself into any team that I've had to work with um, and had no issues with it. Now, I love to impart knowledge. So when I go into a situation and I know a lot about something, I don't mind sharing that information with others. Um, there are some people who are very, um, uh, I guess they think it's job security, I'm not quite for sure, but they try to hold on to their knowledge um, and they don't want anybody else to have access to that knowledge. And that can be kind of frustrating um, when you're trying to get a project out um, but when, if you're resourceful, you can find out how the information without going through that person. Um, but that can be a very frustrating thing when someone's holding on to information that you need from them um, and you can't get it from them. Um, me, on the other hand, I like dispensing information out to others so that they can go forth and do their jobs. I like helping others get the job done. Because at the end of the day, you know, there's different roles to get a project done. Like I talked about before, you have your project management that keeps the entire project moving forward. And then you have your BA that's the, getting the requirements together and the business reasons, um, the use cases out for the developer to be able to make a design and developing code, and then you have your testers that make sure you deliver a quality um, product, and then you have your OA or operations advocate that makes sure it's deployed correctly. So working with those five, um, those five individuals, five roles, you know, get to know them. They're not your enemy. Um, I've walked into projects where Testers are mad at developers, and developers are mad at BAs, and everybody's mad at the um, project manager. <laughs> um, but you have to realize that the project must 
be delivered, and it must be delivered on time. And you need all these different components to make sure that you deliver uh, excellent product at the end of the day because you're one team. And your your one goal when you come here to work is to make sure that you deliver an excellent product to the business to make sure that they continue to make money because their money pays for your salary. So um, that's, that's my take on everything. I love working with people. I um, Actually, I don't too much care for sitting in my cube and packing away at my computer like I used to back in the day. I prefer to make sure that everybody has what they need to get their job done. If there's roadblocks, then I make sure that they get their roadblocks, whatever is needed to get that roadblock cleared, I make sure that it gets cleared. Um, so I just want to make sure that the project is moving along as smoothly as possible. And in the development arena, um, when you're doing the design work or the architect work or coming up with a solution, you're involved, you're, you're pretty much involved from the beginning to the end. Um, and you just want to make sure that everyone gets everything that they need to get the job done because I have an excellent work ethic, and I don't like it if my projects are going red because people are not communicating with them with each other or um, this person is mad at this person and this person don't want to give this to somebody else. Um, as, you know, at the end of the day, we just we're delivering a project, a product to the business, and um, that comes first. And also just another um, piece of advice that when things are deployed, um, when you deploy your application or code, um, you check it, you triple check it, you try to make sure that you got you dot your I's and cross your T's. But there are situations where, you know, a component may be missed. And it could be the OA fault, it could be um your fault, it could be anybody's fault. It really doesn't matter. Um when there is a problem after you deploy your application, your main concern is not finding out whose fault it is, because at that point it really doesn't matter. Your main priority is making sure that you correct the issue to get the application deployed successfully. Later on, you can, you know, we have a section where we call it, you know, um, lessons learned. And at that point, you can, you know, review why were certain things missed. You can come up with processes to ensure that it doesn't happen in the future. But at the moment that the crisis is going on, you know, um, you got the business partners on the phone and um, things are blowing up and nothing's working, things are crashing. Your main priority is to make sure that you figure out what the problem is fix the problem, deploy the fix, and make sure that the application doesn't crash anymore, make sure the application is working as as need be. So um, that's another, you know, just a little side note piece of information. Because at that point, nobody cares who fault it is. Um, what's the main concern is getting the problem fixed and getting the problem deployed, getting the solution deployed. 
Thank you. Thank you very much, Sharnisha. Thank you for sharing your experience. It sounds like you're ready to transition into that project management or business analyst role. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that perspective. We have a question from the chat room. Actually, it's from uh, our distinguished uh, Mr. President, Derek Brown, and he asked, from a gender perspective, from a gender perspective, exactly how important is attitude for a woman in IT? Thank you. Okay. Um, I think attitude is very important. Unfortunately, women are already stereotyped as being emotional, as being irrational, not logical thinkers. So right there, you, when you walk into a male-dominated role, right then you have a couple strikes against you. So when you walk in, you have to have that attitude of I know what I'm doing and be very logical and present your ideas in a very logical fashion. Um, and without any emotions, um, as far as, you know, if they start to ask you questions, you may feel like you're being attacked. Um, don't give in to any emotions of getting angry or um, uh, please don't cry or anything like that. Um, you just you, you present your ideas, and if they ask questions and you don't actually know the answers to it at that point, say, you know what, that's a very good question. I will get back to you on that, and make sure you get back to them um, with your answer. And basically you earn your respect. I like that. I like that. That can apply on, on many different levels, uh, but, but particularly, um, as mentioned, in, in the development, uh, you do see quite a few males in, in that arena. So when a woman ventures in that arena, sometimes there's that, that extra uh, responsibility. And, and what I heard from you is it's about keeping your composure and, and being poised and, and, like you said, presenting a, a logical case. So, uh, again, great advice from Sharnesia. You know, I, I still have a whole list of questions, which means you have to come back for another show, Sharnesia. And, I mean, with our audience participation, uh, this has been um, a great live broadcast. So we appreciate everyone for your participation, for calling in, um, bearing with our little technical glitches, uh, and maybe uh, you didn't notice. So and if, that's, if you didn't, that's okay, too. But, uh, you know, thank you, Sharnesia, for rolling with it. Uh, we are very much used to uh, rolling with the punches here, um, and so we appreciate that. But I'm going to give the, the last question again to my uh, co-host, uh, David, and, and then, like I said, we're, we're going to have to have you come back because I, I definitely want to even share with our audience that, you know, you've, you've done great volunteer work with Atlanta BDPA, um, and maybe after David asks this question, we, we might end on the, the note about BDPA and some of your experiences there. But let me give this next question to David. Hi, Sharnesia. Thanks again for sharing your experience. Um, I'm going to go back into the IT realm of this position as a developer and ask you, what are the uh, core uh, codes or programs an aspiring developer should uh, go look to tackle first? Actually, I'm asking for myself. Okay, that's out there. So what are the core uh, codes I should look at first? Uh, well, it actually depends. It depends on what you you want to do. So, are you trying to get into the web um, application development arena, or are you trying to 
develop develop web services? What are you trying to do? Because that would depend on um, where you need to go. Yes, web development. Web development. I always tell people start off with HTML. You don't need nothing but a notepad and a server. <laughs> and most computers come with that. Um, HTML is the base of all web services, um, websites. No matter if you use Joomla, WordPress, um, anything else that's out there, underneath it all is HTML. If you learn the basics, you can make any platform do what you need it to do. Um, so take, for example, when the Atlanta BDPA website was being redesigned, I was a part of that team, and um, the person who was in charge of coming up with what platform we were going to use, um, they decided to go with Joomla. And with Joomla, I've never used a content management um, website before, and so um, after I did a little research, Google and Linda.com, that's where I did my research from, I found out about what Joomla was, and I was able to go in there, and we used a template to begin with, but my template looked completely different. Um, I used the Joomla template as a framework, but since I knew HTML, I was able to go in the background of the code and make a lot of modifications because I knew the basics. So if you're interested in getting into um, web applications or web sites, I would say learn HTML. Um, right now, the big thing is HTML5. Um, it has a lot of neat features that's integrated with it, where you don't need a plug-in to play videos. Um, There's a lot of neat things that's going on with HTML5. So I would say start with that. Thanks, Arnesia. <laughs> Thank you again for more great advice. And like I said, great show. And, and uh, you know, people are engaged and interested in this this topic. Um, like I said, I wanted to end with one last question because uh, I want to be respectful of, of people's time. We thank you for joining us on uh, this evening after a hard day at work. And, and you as well, Sharnisi, I know you have a family to get home to as well. But my last question is, is that you became a member of Atlanta BDPA, um, and I know there's a, a story behind that. But maybe you can. I don't want to take um, <laughs> to you know. Don't you know? Give us the, the short version. Why did you, as a developer, become a part of Atlanta BDPA, and, and what has that experience done for you? You know, with a, a, a full-time job that you know development can be demanding and stressful in and of itself. A family, yet you make the time to volunteer. You first worked with the students, and then now on the um, board. You've been working as our marketing extraordinaire, and, and we found such hidden talents in you. So if people think that developers um, only see black and white and are dull or whatever, you haven't seen her work. Um, I mean, this is this, you, you, you tapped into a whole creative edge, um, you know, uh, to augment all of that analytical talent that you have. So share with the audience um, your experience with BDPA and why you even would recommend other developers to become a part of BDPA. Well, um, first I'd like to say that being a developer, it is creative. Um, you got to think. You're taking 
raw code and you someone tells you, I want you to create this application that does this, and you have to go back and you have to design that. That's very creative. So, yes, if everybody has a misconception of um, developers are being very analytical, that's not true. You actually really have to have some design um, creativeness in you. So just wanted to dispel that myth. Um, dealing with BDPA, I have to say that my good friend, Felicia, um, invited me to, um, to a meeting, and it was a meeting with the students, and I got there, and I was in awe. I wish I had something like this when I was in high school. And um, I decided, you know, she said, hey, you could be a part of this, and you don't have to be in the front teaching. You could be in the background. I said, cool, I'll go up there on Saturdays. I'll impart my knowledge because I like giving knowledge um, to others, and that's what I did. And then one day um, the head instructor couldn't come to class and like, can you please um, fill in for me? That was a shocker because I've never taught in a public form before. Um, I didn't really consider what I did when I imparted my knowledge to others was teaching. So um, I got past that. It was it, I was very nervous, um, but I got past that, and then all of a sudden I was teaching more and more, which developed my communication skills um, dealing with teenagers. Then when um, – I, trained, I did that for about three years, and then I went on to become the VP of marketing because of my good friend Felicia. Um, she had a need, and I told her that um, I would help her out in that. I've never done marketing before, so this was something brand new for me. Um, just another tip, put yourself out there and stretch yourself. Do things outside of the norm. It helps you tremendously when you go and you can apply a number of things that you learn by doing something else to your career. So um, just a little tidbit. So I decided to do marketing, and that also put me more in a public forum um, speaking to others. So I got a lot of professional development out of Atlanta BDPA just by the people I was associating with, and being put, because I was a volunteer, I was being put into situations where I had to take on leadership roles and I had to become more of a public speaker uh, out there to others. So that helped me in my professional development. And I'm glad I did that because at one point um, I was develop I de designed a, a process and I had to go in front of our president of our company and explain the design that I had came up with. And I think that being a part of Atlanta BDPA helped me develop my professional skills enough to be comfortable with going in front of the president and explaining to him what my design was and how beneficial it can be to the company. And it was it was great. Um, he actually appreciated the knowledge that I was able to impart upon him. Um, I was able to take something very technical and break it down to business terms, and he understood it and he appreciated it. And he actually sent me an email. I was very um, surprised and delighted about that. I've had to go in front of VPs and give my technical um, opinion and design um, to them. So Atlanta BDPA really helped me 
um, develop my professional skills and become more confident with myself and confident with my skills, to, and that shows up in my career. And also, make sure you read books. Um, I'm not a big technical book reader. Um, in my profession, I have to lay my hands on information pretty quickly, so Google works best for me. In technical books, I use those as reference points. But read leadership books. Um, John Maxwell is a great um, author on leadership. The book I currently got finished reading is The Brain That Changes Itself, and it's about neuroplasticity. And um, it's all about how the brain works and how you can make your brain brain better. And so my goal is to make sure that I'm running at full capacity. If there's a way to make my brain more agile, to remember more or retain more information, then, hey, I want to know that technique and that trick. <laughs> IT is always constantly changing. <laughs> Thank you again. And, you, you know, again, another thing that we can add to the list is that we can thank Atlanta BDPA because um, with you being a part of Atlanta BDPA, we got to have hear you tonight uh, talk probably more than we've ever heard you talk, and we really appreciate really? that. I mean, Sharnesia is always behind the scene and always, you know, the, the the marketing material that draws you in. But she's always, but never have we had her on the center stage. And I did it tonight. I did it. I had her on center stage, and um, you know, you just had so much powerful information that other people could relate to. And sometimes they wanted to come from one of their own. So tonight it came from one developer to to all those other in our audience from a technical perspective. Um, and so I hope you really enjoyed uh, tonight with Sharnesia, and I thank you on behalf of uh, everyone uh, who's on the call and who will listen to the recording. Again, I know it's, it's late night and uh, – you gave up your time, and we went even into overtime. So, again, thank you, Sharnesia. Um, it, it was a, a great, and uh, I really enjoyed all the, the information you shared. Um, you're welcome. I hope what I had to say uh, will help someone um, decide to come into the role of development um, or just, you know, have a good time listening to my adventures as a developer. Um, I didn't realize I had so much to say, so I appreciate you giving me a platform to talk. <laughs> like you said, I'm not one who um, always leads the charge with talking in front of people, um, but I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you again. And one of the things that I also want to put a call out to listeners out there, too, you, too, can be on Blog Talk Radio. You have a story to share. You can tell us about your career experience, your leadership experience, um, advice for others. Everyone that's been in this career fair, it, it's um, very unique in the IT industry because it's constantly changing. And something Sharnesia mentioned, you have to reinvent yourself depending on the trends. Um, career paths aren't always you know, straight. You don't leave college and just walk a straight line. You have to kind of brand yourself, something that uh, our, our President Derek Brown, you know, strongly advocates and talks about and even has books about it. Um, and, and so with that, I'm going to transition. We're going to wrap up our portion of the uh, agenda 
with our speaker, and I'm going to transition to uh, Derek Brown here, and he's going to come with uh, business information and announcements around the Atlanta BDPA chapter uh, and talk about some of our other upcoming events. So with that, Derek, your mic is on. Thank you very much, Jacqueline. Um, First, I want to thank Sharnesia for taking time out this evening to speak to all of us. Um, I want to say that she said, you know, she's not necessarily the person out there out front doing all the talking and whatnot, but Sharnesia, I just want to say to you directly, every time you do it, it is engaging and you always impart knowledge. So I personally want to thank you for that because every time I listen to you, I learned something new. And I want to say to everyone else on the call that that is what BDPA is offering you. Going into next year, like Jacqueline said, branding for me is very big. I'm passionate about helping people and helping them grow. Those of you who know me personally know that about me. And we want to continue that effort going into 2014 for the entire year. It's kind of what we've determined is our niche product. We not only want to help and engage the students, which many of you can get involved in, but we want to help you in terms of your professional development. And I want to stress the word professional. Those of you who know some of our history understand just how important that is. So if you would take the time to get engaged with BGPA and you want to learn about some of the details that Sharnisha imparted to you and how she came about doing that so we can shorten the length of time it takes you to get to that point, then come and engage us, but be professional about it because that is just about all the time we have to deal with professionals. I just had to emphasize that. So um, the, <laughs> with that being said, I also want to mention to close out this year, if you enjoyed listening to the people you heard tonight, then come out on September 26th to the Crown Ravinia. The BDPA team will be there. It's just a general meetup, nothing extravagant. We will be in an extravagant space. But we will take advantage of that space to get together, talk, relax, and discuss matters of import. Come with your questions. I'll be there. The rest of the team will be there. If you have any questions or you just want to sit down and talk, please come on out and chop it up with us. We'll be relaxing after work and spending some time together. Also, on November 14th of this year, we will have our annual BDPA Awards and Recognition meeting, and that is always a nice event that will be taking place at uh, Cox Enterprises over around the corner from the Crown Lavinia at their headquarters in front of the area. So please mark that on your calendars. Come on out. Celebrate the year with BDPA. If you have been engaged, come and take the time to relax and recognize what all of your hard work has done. If you haven't, come on out and see what we're all about, and of course, sign up. I want to reiterate and stress, BDPA membership has its privileges. Come and find out what those privileges are. Build a network, leverage it, and create for yourself an outstanding opportunity. And with that, I will turn it back over to you, Jacqueline. Thank you, Derek, and thank you for the uh, announcements for the chapter. I hope you were able to jot down those dates uh, and also always stay in touch via the website, atlantabdpa.org, and we look forward to seeing you, and you'll get to meet our speaker. Uh, I believe she'll be there, more than likely, Sharnesia, and and all the other board members, uh, past and present, and also some of our future board members as well. So come out and and meet us all in person, and then Dave and I will be there as well. 
so the the next portion on our agenda, I'd like to uh, just give Felicia Jones, our immediate past president, uh, just a few minutes to talk about something that you're going to be hearing a lot about next year. It's called Next Level. Yes, I'm so happy to talk about this. I think everyone has been hearing little, you know, um, um, I would say in your nindos about next level, uh, how you can get to the next level, take your career, you know, to the next level. Well, one of the things we did about a year and a half ago, the Atlanta chapter of BDPA, we created a 501c3 organization, so an educational arm to our organization to be able to bring uh, different educational uh, programs and also to use as a way to raise money for our HSCC program and to be able to send our students to the national competition uh, at um, the the time when the conference is uh, happening. So this organization itself is all about you taking your career, uh, whether it's um, from you as first starting as an entry-level developer, like Charnesia did 13, 14 years ago, or for you currently being in a leadership role or a C-level executive. Um, we are providing that different service for you in different aspects at the Next Level Technology Foundation. So some of the programs that we put on in the past is, of course, uh, the career fair that Jacqueline Saunders herself was the extraordinary uh, creator of such an event. Uh, we did provide that last year, and we supported and also sponsored that for BPA um, itself, the Atlanta chapter. This year we changed up and did a professional development boot camp, which was a wonderful event in itself. And, of course, we try to have that in March, of each year, so that's only about six months away. Um, so start getting ready and prepare for uh, the next professional development boot camp that will be coming up in March of 2014. And then, of course, there is a signature event that we put on. This year was the second um, time we was able to have this event, and it was our Minority IT Executive Forum. That's where we have uh, senior level executives from different corporations to come in and provide information and guidance um, and actually to mentor uh, the different people in the audience about their experiences and how they got to the next level in their career. So these different events we'll be bringing to you every year. I want you all to start looking for those events, uh, professional development boot camp in March of every year. Um, in July is when we have the um, Minority IT Executive Forum. Always look for that. And then, of course, we'll be having a technology uh, workshop where we will focus in on the technical aspect of your career. So if you're that software developer and like Sharnisi was saying, how she would go out there and learn the latest thing, what is the latest code, what is happening, we're going to try to bring some of that information to you and have some mini workshops on a Saturday where you can come out and continue your education or continue to stay on top of what's going on in the IT world. And then, of course, at the end of each year, along with BDPA, we're going to be thanking everyone for their participation and support by partnering with BDPA in November at their annual awards and recognition program. 
So with Next Level Technology Foundation, we are bringing great information to help further your career and get you to the next level. And we're, not, we're going to continue to create uh, additional programs that will provide you with information and training that you will need. So right now, those are the three main things that we're focusing on, but make sure that you're listening to Technology Espresso because they usually have the insider news on what we're going to be doing uh, in the upcoming year and any new programs that may be coming up as we create them. So I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in November, as Derek stated, at Cox Enterprise on November the 14th. And even before then, I want everyone to mark on their calendar for October the 16th, whereas VDPA the Atlanta chapter will be having Mike Williams, Senior VP at FIS, doing a presentation on some professional development, and that's going to be at Matrix Resources. So hopefully I can see everyone out there on that date and time on the 16th of October, but definitely see you at the awards and presentation on November the 14th. And thank you, Felicia. So as our audience hears uh, for both Derek's announcement as from Atlanta BDPA, Felicia's announcement and uh, regarding Next Level Technology, we still have a full calendar, so stay in tune, stay in touch. Uh, we have something in every month, September, October, November, and as always in December, we're going to have our annual toy drive. So we're just going to round out and finish the year strong, and we need your participation as always. And, and thank you, Felicia, for uh, the shout-out to Technology Expresso. We are here to keep you up to date um, and informed and also always providing new content, information, an interactive form for us to talk about the, the hot topics around technology. So with that, as we're winding down our evening, as we do with our, our membership meetings, I do want to take time, which we will do in any of our virtual meetings, that when we have any recruiters in the audience, they can come on, they can come in our chat room, or they can come on the microphone and share with us any new opportunities. So, again, another reason why you want to tune in and stay in touch and attend the virtual meetings. They have the, the same characteristics as a real meeting. And tonight we have Tony Wells from MST, Macy Systems and Technology, and Tony's going to share with us tonight some opportunities and how you can take advantage of them. Tony. Yes, hello, everyone. Um, just wanted to let you know that things are still going great here at Macy Systems and Technologies as usual. We have a lot of great opportunities due to growth and expansion. And some of the positions that we have are we're looking for .NET developers, senior BAs, senior QA people, testing analysts, operations advocates. Um, so if you – and project managers, of course. We're always in the market for good technical project managers as well as managers. So if you're in the market for a new opportunity, please take some time and take a look at our website. Our career page is located at Macy'sJobs.com. And – Thank you, Tony. So yeah. once again, you can you can have a very full career, just like Charnesia, 
who also works at Macy Systems and Technology. Uh, so if you're interested, via uh, Tony, she gave you the website. Please check it out. And so with that, we have had a full evening, ladies and gentlemen, and can't say, you know, this is our first time. We had a little technical glitch, but we got through it, and uh, you stayed on the line with us throughout the show. Uh, we're going to continue to refine and improve, and we welcome your feedback. You can email Technology Expresso Cafe at technologyexpresso at gmail.com. want to thank everyone again in the chat room on the phone for joining us. Tonight's show will be 90 minutes, but in the future we may be expanding upon it. But we're looking for your feedback. Tell us what works for you. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Tell us who you would like for future speakers. And always tell us if you enjoy it. If you really enjoyed it, go ahead, tweet about it. Say it on Facebook. If you didn't enjoy it, just send us an email, okay? So um, with that, I am going to give the last word to our new president, Derek Brown, to uh, take us home and, um, and uh, adjourn us for the evening. Thank you, Jacqueline, and to all of you listeners, once again, I would just like to thank you for taking the time. Remember the two things that I said, Atlanta BDPA, membership has its privileges, and if you join us, build a network, leverage a network, and for yourself, create an opportunity. Have an outstanding evening, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>